Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I see on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Raleigh Keegan with us today. His songwriting pulls from an unconventional upbringing. His birth mother was incarcerated on drug-related charges when he was born. He was adopted by a loving family just a few days later. He is releasing his new album, Clocks Roll Forward, on October 15th. He has recently been featured in People, Rolling Stone, American Songwriter, Billboard, Music Row, and many more. And it's actually releasing tonight at midnight, he says, ah, which is tonight the midnight, yeah. yeah. And we're excited I, to have him on. So welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here and to meet both of you. The same, the same here. here. I always like to start the show out the same way. And hopefully I'm not so rusty right now because it's been like two like weeks almost yeah. two weeks since we had a show oh, we, went, we uh, went to nashville and kentucky for a vacation and yeah stuff. like a nine ten day vacation <laughs> so um but i like to start the show out the same um how has COVID affected you and what you do and what have you done this last 18 months to kind of maneuver through the craziness well um one thing it did was it reset every part of my life and it was a blessing in disguise because I got to spend more time with my wife and I got to um, rethink about what really matters. I got to write. I wrote like 150 songs over the past year. Oh, wow. Um, I got to slow down for the first time in my career. Um, Mm -hmm. But of course, it's been challenging. It's like you're on the brink of, you know, especially as like a, you know, coming up artist as myself, like you're on the brink of you know, bankruptcy all the time. It is what it is. And then this. Yeah. It's what it is. And uh, and even, even, even the, if you're not a superstar, everybody was feeling that pain. And so mm-hmm. um, that was really tough because we had to change our budget. We had to change the way we lived. Um, and, but, you know, I've had to maneuver through it because of, you know, social media. I started a podcast. I, um, I realized, my goodness, these phones, these phones were on mm-hmm. is the only way people are discovering music now. Like, <laughs> um, it's such a, it's such an interesting time because it's uncharted territory. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows, nobody knows how social media is affecting us, but here we go. And it's happening. It is happening. Yeah, there's no like a, do A, B, C and get D results. It just don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I, over the past during the pandemic, I had to come to real, the realization with, and that's to enjoy the journey and to not, um, there is, there's literally no science in, in this business. Like there is, there is no, you go to med school, you get a degree and then you have a job that does not exist. You can be, I know some people who, who no one in the music industry has any idea who they are and they are, some of the most talented people probably in the country and they have no idea who they are. And it, 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 that's what I mean when I say there's no science, like you can't just go to Broadway, play a show and get discovered. It's yeah. like yeah. figuring out what angle that kind of works and, and like doubling down on that. And um, for me, it was like, Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, I see that this is working some. Okay. Let's, let's see, let's go down this path. And, um, Funny enough, uh, over the p- past couple of years, what I found works is when I, I literally just do and put out music that I like. That seems simple. It's not simple. 
it's not easy either. There's outside pressure. There's all of these things. And um, the, the funny thing is, is like if you're authentic to what you like, people connect with it, even if they don't connect with the story yeah. you connect mm -hmm. with. It's interesting. Yeah, I definitely get that because I, I remember when we launched this show in January 2020, um, one of my Nashville friends, I asked, what kind of advice would he give me? And I remember him telling us, whatever you do, be and stay authentic. He said, you can tell every Bobby Bones joke. You can tell every Ty Bentley joke. And you might even create an audience um, being someone else, um, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But he said, the day will come when authentic Chris comes out. And when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to the real you. So if you be and stay authentic from day one, um, you may grow slower but you'll gain the right audience in the meantime. Yeah, and um, I, I, this this might be just me personally, but I don't know how, how happy I'd be if I made it being someone that I don't like. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's that would, true. I mean, to me, to me, this whole thing isn't worth the quote unquote fame and, and money of it. It's worth mm -hmm. it because- um, You're doing your thing. Music and and it brings you people value and it brings me joy to make you know yeah and you know speaking of COVID that's like you know we launched um, January twenty twenty a couple months before COVID and I remember our original plan was to do a hundred interviews last year we thought if we could do that be a great foundation and then COVID happens and I'm watching everything get shut down I told Sandy I was like you know this could actually be um, a blessing in disguise for us of what we do it actually was and yeah. because oh. of that we're at over 460 interviews since launch i believe it i believe it. i mean i remember the first month of that pandemic i was literally just i went live every single day all i was doing was on the phone everything yeah like we're all stuck at home and right and uh yeah i could see how that could happen for you guys so, you know, a lot of people ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I'd like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could actually be a career move? Oh, I, uh, I was a personal trainer and I caught the bug uh. and I put out some demos while we were living. We, we lived in Lexington, Kentucky, right after college for a minute. Okay. And, um, and, uh, put out some demos and, and they, they were awful. They're not on the internet anymore, but they, <laughs> they, they weirdly worked on the, on the internet. And one of them, which people still request this song, even though I hate it, it's called Kentucky queen and it's off the internet. Right. But, <laughs> but they yeah, still, she's from like, Kentucky. Yeah. yeah yes. okay. My wife's from Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pikeville area. Oh, cool. Cool. I dated a girl from Pikeville. Didn't, didn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't work out. Not her fault. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. oh. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, no. And then I caught, I really caught the bug because people online started to like some of these songs that I put out. And um, that's when my wife and I decided to, I quit my job, had to, wow. had to pay, bills, pay our mortgage with, uh, with music. And I, um, and then we sold our house to pay for my first real record. And wow. that was wild. I don't know if I would like recommend that to people, but you know, um, sometimes, you know, you look back and you're like, man, Oh, that was, that was very kind of God not to let me go. Into <laughs> we got those moments. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. 
that's and you know, that's perfect lead-in. And you know, that's perfect lead-in for where I want this to go now. Is because as you know, a lot of people they see the glory behind a Blake Shelton, a Miranda, a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. Now, I always want to talk about that because I think it's one of the most sugar-coated, glossed over thing because nobody really talks about it. On our well, show, we I do. will sugarcoat it. <laughs> and, and, you know, you kind of already hit some of it. So let's talk a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you and your wife had to go through, even to get to where you are today. Golly. Um, and keep well, it raw. Hey, first, thing, first, first things first, you have to have a really gracious partner and a very uh, – <laughs> I just can't say that enough. That's one thing. She stuck through me through this whole thing. She struck. She stuck through me when I had less than a hundred followers on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and have grown leaps and bounds since then. But, um, gosh, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it it looks everybody on the internet pre- presents themselves their the best version of themselves at all times. Mm-hmm. Really, what it is is, I mean, even yesterday. I'm like up and down like a roller coaster. I have an album coming out tomorrow. And yesterday I'm thinking, am I the worst artist on earth? Like, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know, it, it's not easy at all because it's also a business based on opinions. Mm. And one, mm-hmm. one, you know, one opinion um, can, can or cannot dictate your whole future. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's an insane business. Like I said earlier, there's no science to it. And we've had to go through so much. Like if my wife wasn't like completely on board, I mean, for three years there, I was gone over 150 days a year. Wow. You know? And um, the first time I remember, I remember we pulled off. This is my very first tour. We were on the way up north to Minnesota. And I was going to be gone for six weeks straight. And, uh, Shelby, she didn't let me know it, but she was like a wreck, you know, an absolute <laughs> wreck. And she was mad at me for like that whole month. Wow. And uh, she was just like, how could you do this to me and all this stuff? And that, that's just me being real. And then uh, yeah, slowly but surely, um, you know, she became, you know, on the Raleigh Keegan train and I started having some success. I mean, a lot of it was like, agonizing like one foot in front of the other like uh and after after a few after a few steps she she really got on board and then oh you're in people magazine now and you're in rolling stone and now it's like she's super excited (laughs) for for the longest time you got to think like i left a stable job Mm -hmm. uh, to do Mm -hmm. where i work as hard and be as good as possible and it could still not work out. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a wild thing to chase after, but at the end of the day, she knows Passion. she knows what music means to me. She knows it gives me life. Mm-hmm. And um I feel like we're in a really good place now, which is I'm very thankful for that. And we totally get where you're coming from because you know, we want to one day be a Bobby Bones show, a Ty Bentley show, um, a Ke- Kelly Clarkson's type show, um, on TV, possibly. But 
we're chasing that same dream you're chasing, but on a different platform and the struggles. And, you know, we do side jobs in the oh, evenings yes. so we can stay afloat so that yes, we can stay flexible. Morning and evening. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, like yeah. we, del- you know, we deliver food and we delivered food this morning. We'll be delivering food later. So we, so we can be flexible to build going. the show and mm-hmm. keep it going. Cause again, you know, one thing I've learned about entertainment is, um, and in doing this for a couple, almost a couple of years now and interviewing almost 500 people, the big ones that we have interviewed, it's almost all the same. You have to work really hard almost to where you die. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You never know when it's going to work. Yeah. And when you have that one breakthrough, it's usually almost like a miracle where someone opens a door that just explodes you. And, and everybody that we've interviewed has that same story where one person believed in them so much that they opened the door. But it took doing that, even though that was kind of a luck thing that some people would call it. I, th- I We call it a God thing. Yeah. But, um, but they still had to do all that it work. Took the work. It and took the, the work to lead to that point. Yeah, it's it's an incredible amount of work. It does look like it's not from the outside. I understand how people are like, well, you just get to do this. You get to you get, <laughs> you get to have fun. Get that, yes, for that, like that. But it's like it's it's the grind. It's absolutely the grind. And but but once again, what makes it worth it is like the connectivity and the music. Mm. And um I don't know. If it if it wasn't for that, I mean there's there's way easier ways to make money, y'all way easier <laughs> <laughs> yes <clears throat> most definitely now as we lead into your album um tell us a little bit about what inspired that with your mom your birth mom oh uh, which part about it oh the song one of oh, the songs uh, I, yeah yes yeah um so i always wanted to tell that story um you know she's I, I got to meet her a number a few years ago and um that was just a really sweet moment where I got to thank her and um you know got to hear all about what happened why it happened all that. Mm-hmm. and you know I'm just super grateful for her so I kind of wanted to do a song that would both honor her but but my parents who raised me as well like the second yeah. song is about them and um so yeah, that's that that's always been a story that I've wanted to tell. And because I really think it's the human story. Like it's a story, yeah. right? That's what everybody's craving. And I think it's it's powerful. Um it's an it's a real life example of that. <clears throat> and you know, I was listening to some of the songs earlier and I I like the song um like my daddy was. Ooh. That yeah. that that was, that was a real powerful song. <laughs> Because again, you know, I, I guess in the song, you really don't know if you are like them or not. And but the parts of you that you know you don't want to be like. And I, I love the way the song was written. Yeah, um, I wrote that with Autumn McIntyre, and it's about my birth father. And uh, I think people who relate to it have like someone in their family who either wasn't around or um, I don't know, didn't have the best relationship with them maybe mm-hmm. a very bad relationship potentially mm-hmm. and i what i like about like my daddy was is all of that is true as can be that's how i felt when i wrote that song wow um sometimes i don't know once again it's like are you going to be honest or are you are you going to sugarcoat it like <laughs> in my music i want to i want to be honest you know i want to 
tell compelling stories. I want to go from happy songs like, um, you know, Easy on the Trigger to songs like Like My Daddy Was that tell a real story, you know, mm -hmm. the, the whole gamut of the human experience. And I think that's what I love about that song. And it's like that, man, that song's probably the realest song on the album. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so what's your favorite song on the album? Oh, gosh. It changes all the time. <laughs> Depending on your mood. Yeah. Depending on my mood. If I'm just in like a good mood, like sure, like loving you is fun to listen to. A lot of the time I really like uh, Another Good Day because I, I I love the lyric because it's happy and sad at the same time. Oh, um, it's that. like it's sarcastic, mm. kind of is a cultural commentary on what's going on right now. It's mm -hmm. kind of Casey Musgraves ish. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know. So it changes. It changes. Right. <laughs> right now, my favorite is all of them because they're all about to be released. <laughs> Now you got to say all yes. of them, right? Because it's about to be released um, yes. tonight at midnight. Uh. People will find their favorites in the ones they find favorites in, and that's not my job. My job is to right. create it, yeah. let it out. And it's funny. There's not been a consensus of the singles I've released. There has not been <laughs> where it's been a consensus. This is the my favorite. It's been all around the gamut, and that makes me happy because um, that's how my favorite albums are. You know, I like yeah. I like like all the songs and really? the to them, the more things pop out at you and mm -hmm. all. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Love that. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the teams behind you. And in our opinion, the teams never get the love they deserve. No, they don't. But on our show, they get some love. So take a few moments to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah. So I have an awesome management team at Vista 22 entertainment, Dan and Petra shout out mm -hmm. peoples. And then, uh, I have awesome people who book my rights for me, and that's Liz Moran and Ronna Reeves over at Showbiz Row Music, and um, they've really helped develop me as a um, writer over the past year and year or two, I guess it's almost been. And then I, I got to shout out my uh, my girls over at Monarch Publicity, the Butterfly. Yeah, we like oh, them. Oh yes, they're all they are the butterflies. Yeah, they're they're the best. Taryn and Heather and Cindy, and uh, yeah. So and then and then we have a digital team as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think you're right in the, in the sense of the, the teams do a lot of that heavy lifting, which, you know, at first, I think every artist has to do that heavy lifting themselves. <laughs> yeah, like, I, was, mm -hmm. I felt like pushing a thousand pound boulder up a hill at first. It was, like, <laughs> it was so much work. And then you start, you know, have a little success after you grind and then you know you kind of start outsourcing some stuff when you need mm -hmm. to and um yeah without that team you know what are you you know you don't have anybody to help you you're, you're in trouble so and i love that analogy you said because i like i like the little analogy where in the entertainment industry and i feel like this too with our show is it's like you're pushing this boulder up a hill like you said i mean big boulder and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and it's so big you can't see around it so you can't see the top of the hill but if you look back it'll start rolling back because you didn't you, you'll lose that the what little momentum you have yeah so you have to just keep pushing keep grinding keep pushing and hope the one day you know the hill is up there the the top you know it and yeah. you just keep pushing and one day that boulder will go over that top and then you can jump on the boulder and ride down until you go to the next hill. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a great way to put it. I mean, I think 
the hardest part is getting there, you know, and once you're, and then I hear, I hear once you're there, the hardest part is staying there. But because <laughs> yeah, then you got that next hill to climb. Yeah, I mean, but that's the, that's the whole point of it being a journey. And I think yeah, everyone goes to Nashville and, and thinks it's just going to be, I'm going to be a superstar immediately. And that's just never the case. And it, it yeah, they hear that Nashville is a 10 year city and they're like, oh, that won't be me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some of, some of that is just quite simply out of your control. Like, <laughs> there is some stuff in your control. You know, like you can work hard, you can get better, you can invest in yourself, in your in your music, in your marketing, and your whatever. Um, but at the at the end of the day, some of it is completely out of your control. Yep. Mm -hmm. So. <clears throat> Love that. Now, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, yes, our, our nine-year-old that we nice. bring on to ask a few questions. So she's going to go get him. And we've got a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too, because we oh, are a family affair show. That's awesome. <laughs> got to keep, you know, where, you know, where we're the opposite of what most art, because most artists, the families have to split until they're big. Yeah. And we, I'm finding a way to pull them in. Yeah, when, even when we're small, so you know, I can, like you know what, if I can do it, why not? Yeah, that's great. But I'm sure one of your plans would be to bring your wife and stuff with you at, when it sure. gets to that point. For sure. <clears throat> like we're inching closer to that day. Wow, I bet you. I, I wonder what she will feel like that first year on the road with you, where then she'll get to really see. I mean, she can, she only goes by what you tell her what it's like, but then she'll see. Oh, this ain't as easy as it looks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's. Yep, yeah, I I am interested to see how that will go too, but it's gonna be better than me being gone. Exactly. In a way. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Riley. So, what's your favorite foods? Ooh, favorite foods. I'm going to say Mexican's my favorite food. Um, any type of Mexican. And but I'm from I'm from Cincinnati, so I'm going to say Skyline Chili is my second. Which you probably have never had it. Most people from the South hate it. <laughs> it's like chili with noodles and it's got um chocolate and cinnamon in it, which is interesting. You know, I was born in Cincinnati. You were. Only that they're like mm. six months of my life because my dad was military, but that's where I was born. Yeah. My mom's side of the family all live up there. Cool. And what's yours? Mine is pizza. Oh, yeah, as it should be. I I'm <laughs> I think I'm going to have pizza tonight. <laughs> He's done that to a lot of people where he says his favorite's pizza, and they're like, you know what? I'm getting it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, what's your favorite TV show? Ooh. Well, I just finished watching Squid Game, which was number one in the, in the country, and that was very good. But it's a little, little dark. Um, <laughs> I would have to say my favorite TV show, the one that's always in the background, is The Office because it's like my comfort. I love The Office. I love the humor in The Office. What about you? Mine is SpongeBob. Okay. I've seen SpongeBob many times, too. And, and you know what's been cool about it? Because he watches a lot of Nickelodeon and Disney shows now. We've been able to bring on a lot of people from his shows because we, you know, we're for artists and actors on our show. Cool. And so we've been, so he's been able to talk to a lot of the people that he look up to on TV, which has been pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Next. All right, so was it fair movie? Ooh. 
Um, I'm gonna say Lord of the Rings. Mm, that's a good one. What's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He's making SpongeBob. He makes a SpongeBob movie, though. Yeah, my favorite movie is Dominions. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know our little Caitlin, our t if we're walking in the mall or something, and she sees a minion in a store, we have to go in there. She yeah. loves minions just like he does. Nice. Right. So bye, thanks. Hey, yeah, good to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he loves to do this. Show. He's been on, you know, out of four hundred and sixty shows, he's probably been on four thirty of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been on most. That's the one good thing about homeschooling, I guess, is you can right. You know, you can work around our schedule with that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? That's tough. Um, and you can pick one of each, a dead or yeah, one, one that's each. passed on and oh, alive. Yeah. Okay, one of each. Let's go alive, I would say James Taylor. Ooh, that'd be good. Uh, that's um, great you know, we've actually got a person coming on our show who wrote a book on James Taylor. Oh, that's right. That's a, an author coming on soon. I think next week. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um, and dad, I would say, I think I'm going to have to go with Freddie Mercury. Right. Oh, yeah. Another good one. Love yeah. Queen. Love Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Be really cool to sit down with Johnny Cash too. Johnny Cash oh, would be yes. great. We love uh, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, Elvis would be great. Oh, yes. Yeah, that would be a one. really yes. Put Johnny Cash and Elvis together. Together. Yes. That'd be a crazy combo. It would. Uh, be, the stories you would hear. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I went amazing. through 19 years of addictions and I've been sober uh, almost 14 years now. So right. Johnny and June's story really intrigue us because we see yes, us in them. So fascinating. Yeah. Story. Well, that makes that makes that makes sense. And congrats on sobriety, by the way. Well, thanks. <clears throat> so this probably has a thousand answers, but just first thing that pops in your head. If you know, what is a song you've heard you wish you wrote? Oh. Oh, uh, well, that, that just popped in my head. So I'll say it. Uh, Whiskey and You by Chris Stapleton. Oh, uh, that's a between whiskey and you, I think it's like the non cheesiest song about whiskey I've heard. You know, yes. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Tin Man, the Miranda. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, we love that one. Um, oh, probably for sure, Merry Go Round by Casey Musgraves. Ooh. Oh, yes, yeah. three songs. Yep. Ain't that the truth about merry-go-round, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's such right. a truth song. I, and that's what we love is the truth songs. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> so, you know, back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. One of the questions I asked was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask our guests that same question, because the answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living right now. Um, so knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Um, honestly, I want to, I think times are, are changing and I think it's going to be for me, if I continue the way that I'm going, 
where I want to be is doing exactly what I want to do, having creative freedom and uh, making enough money to where shell I can sell out where I need to sell out and Shelby can come with me and we kind of have more of a normal, you know, um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily gauge it on numbers necessarily, other than just being able to take care of my family with, with Shelby not having to work. Uh, that's where I kind of see us in the next five years. Wow. Awesome. Uh, what are some sources of inspiration for you? Oh gosh, there's a lot. Um, there's, there's a lot musically like, um, but you know, a lot of my thinking people, don't, people don't know this a lot, but, um, a lot of my thinking and my worldview comes from my Christian faith and, yeah. um, yes. and, and so there's behind every song and behind the, behind, I don't know, behind the words, behind my thoughts is that worldview, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's the color in the background, I guess you could say. I'm trying to think of a good one. And that's really smart in this day and time that you're a country artist that pulls God into it. Because mm-hmm. I've had some friends that kind of, that lean Christian, but they, but they could do country. And I've told them, I think, and it's just my opinion, and other people can have their opinions like they want. But in my opinion, if you can do country, do country with some songs that are Christian, because I've learned that if you go the Christian route, you can't ever leave that. Sure. Or you'll be shunned. It's it's like they box you in. And if you, now if you do a full country whiskey song, you're going to be shunned from the, from that community. And I, and it's crazy, but, it is, but yeah. that's what happens. Yeah, it does feel like that. And um, the other thing too, that I think is, mm-hmm. is like, there's, there's just already so many Christians who are Christian artists, obviously. And there's yeah. like yeah. a whole lot of just, regular Christians in the real world. And I think it's important just to be a real, just to be a believer in the real world. Like that's as simple as it gets. And, and also literally just to what, to follow what sets your heart on fire and, and be a believer while doing that. That's what I try to do. I love that because that was my, you know, when I first, yeah. when we first was um, launching this show and new country buzz in the past. And that was one of my things is, you know, trying to settle this idea of being a Christian and blending country music. And I had guilt on that for a while. Right. And now entertainment in general. And, and now we're doing entertainment in general. But for the past, in the past, I had guilt on that. And I, re- and I remember at our church, um, what, what turned me around to see things a little different is there was a guy on there that, that was um, talking and he said that he, he's a black belt in jujitsu. And he says his dojo is his ministry. Oh, yes. And he explained that he doesn't go in there to make people change. He goes in there to do do, to do what he does. And because of his Christian belief, people see that he's different and all that. And they have changed their life just because of him doing what he does at a high level. Sure. Yep. I think um, there's definitely power in that. And I think uh, that's the thing, too. It's like be be really good at what you're doing and you will reach people with whatever you're trying to reach them with. And that so Mm -hmm. happened to be, you know, Jesus. So how to do. (laughs) Yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Oh gosh. (laughs) 
Well, there, there's two sides of it. There's me personally and me musically. And me musically, mm-hmm. as someone um, who told the truth and put his heart into his music. Mm-hmm. And um, personally, I would just want to be known as someone who, I don't know, cared, cared more about others and mm-hmm. about god than he cared about himself because of the cross that's just me being real i normally don't talk um you know so so spiritually but that's just me being me being real and that's how i think in ways i would want to be remembered absolutely and if you could say anything to your fans and followers what would you want to tell them i would say i love y'all and the album comes out (laughs) October 15th. I don't know when this is airing, but uh, <laughs> right now it's uh, it's probably going to be out. <laughs> I don't know. Is this live? It says yeah, it's live. It's We're live. live. Yeah. Okay. It comes out tonight at midnight. <laughs> yeah. I yes. love that. Love so, so as we close out here, um, if you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they have something special and they feel like God has called them to music, um, what advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Oh, um, the the idea of starting from scratch to me is so overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, I would tell them if you're really serious about this, which I would I would never tell someone if they were just a little bit good, like they were okay. Like, mm-hmm. like there's some potential there. I, I would never tell anyone to go after this. I would tell the person who I'm looking at and I'm going, dang, there's something about you. You know, I would, you know, and you're very, you're incredible and no one sounds like, that's the thing too. People think you just have to be really good. No, like you have a way more than that. You have to yeah. be way, you have to have a way better chance. You have a way better chance of sounding different than good. Mm-hmm. Everyone's good. Everyone's good. But what what when Carrie Underwood sings, you know it's Carrie Underwood. Yes. And when Dolly Parton sings, voice. you know mm-hmm. Dolly. When John oh, Party yeah. sings, you know it's John Party. Yeah. You know? Eric Church. When Eric Church yeah. sings, he's got specific when Chris Stapleton sings, when the mm-hmm. superstars sing, yeah. you know it's them. And there's a reason for that. So I don't know. I would say if that person had those those type of qualities, I would say prepare yourself for the long run. Um, moved to moved to Nashville because the only other option for you quote unquote making in music would be doing um, club shows other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in order to make it, you probably need to do original music, and that's the best place. Right. In Nashville. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Um, but yeah, I would say get ready for the long run, and do not. Um, oh, the biggest thing is do not compare yourself to others. One step forward. Do not look to the side. Keep your head on. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And that's really with anything in life. You know, like, you know, sometimes married couples can say, well, look at that couple. And then and then they destroy their marriage because they're comparing their marriage to someone else's. Right. 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 So really, no matter what you do in life. And I think that's one of the big drawbacks to things like Instagram. You know, there was a I think a 2020 did a show about how it's destroying a lot of teens lives because they're like, I got uh, 50 likes 
Yeah. That part, my friend got 500 likes and all of a sudden they're like, well, what's wrong with me? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I think what social, social media isn't bad in and of itself, but what it's yep. done is it's put like a, a magnifying glass on the problems that already exist in the human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Boom. You know, I never thought of it that way, but that's so true. It's yeah. magnified who we are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's a microscope, to, uh, you know, or a magnifier of our problems that we already mm -hmm. have. That's the best way I've heard it put and um, resonates. So that's, that's good. True. So as we close out, tell everybody how they can find you and find your album. Sure. Yeah. Um, you can go find me anywhere on social media at Raleigh Keegan. And um, my album is out literally everywhere you can find music. And if you want a physical copy, you can order an autographed CD um, on my website, RaleighKeegan.com. But it's on, of course, it's on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music. It's called Clocks Roll Forward. So I'm excited for you all to hear it. Love that. Okay. You know, we really yes. enjoyed having you on the show today. And we, we look did. forward to having you back. Of course, guys. Thanks for having me. You have a blessed oh, day. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. <clears throat>